one, come all. You have just entered the Fennel Adventures podcast, where living life to the fullest is the goal. Each week, you'll be uplifted, inspired, and encouraged with testimonies by phenomenal kids and adults that travel, follow dreams, set goals, and just enjoy life. Your hosts are me, Jace, my big sister, Jaya, my little brother, Merle, and our mom, Janae. And we are the Fennels. Knock, knock. Who's there? Living life to the fullest. Living life to the fullest who? Living life to the fullest you. Tell us your name and how you live life to the fullest. Hey, my name is Pilar McLeod, and I live life to the fullest by being the best me ever. I work in my community, I help uplift the young people, and I encourage women of color to be the black girl magic that they were born to be. Yes! Amazing, amazing, amazing. How amazing is that? So, you have an organization, a Sweet Creation Youth Organization. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. A Sweet Creation Youth Organization is a nonprofit that I started in Providence, Rhode Island. And this March, we will actually be 12 years old. We work with young people between the ages of 12 and 25. So, yes, we like to get them in elementary, middle, high school, college, and after they finish college. Because just because you graduated with a degree, honey, that don't make you no genius. That just means you study real well. But we need to get these babies out of college so that they can get back in their communities, be productive citizens, and help them with anything that they may need to achieve along their life's path. So job placement, housing, you know, people have different situations and circumstances, and sometimes everybody is not equipped to handle everything that life could throw at them. So that's what we do with A Sweet Creation. Our main thing is community service. We love to serve those in the community, and not necessarily just in the community of Providence, Rhode Island. We have gone to Flint, Michigan to help with their water crisis. We have gone to Alabaster, Alabama to help during the oil spill crisis. We have gone to New York, Boston, D.C., Maryland, you name it, if there is a situation that needs handling or needs volunteers or help or supplies, you can always call on the kids at A Sweet Creation because we will give till it's no, no more giving left. We've donated to victims in Puerto Rico. We've donated to Hurricane Harvey. You name it, these young people are amazing, and they will do it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so important because we need you and your organization in order to uplift the community and the world, especially with traveling around at different locations and helping out. How many people do you have in your organization? So there roughly is about 27 to 32 young people, and then there is an executive board, but myself and my president, my partner in crime, Mr. Juan Carter. Shout out to Juan Carter, who looked like Chris Brown on the Lolo. Oh, Oh. yes. So him and I normally get the kids together with the community service projects. Normally the kids will come to us, and they'll see a need in their community, and Almost every place we've gone, we literally drive. So we've driven to Flint, Michigan twice, which wow. is 11 hours one way. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a great yes, ma'am. experience for the children. Yes. Yes. You never really appreciate what you have at home until you go someplace else and you see what others don't have. So you appreciate what you 
you know, take for granted or you go someplace and you see a young person who really is struggling for real. Like they don't have a place to live. They don't have, you know, food to eat. And that makes you appreciate what you, you know, throw away. So I'm so proud of the amazing work that they do. Shout out to the kids at Ask Youth, the kids at Mount Pleasant High School, and the kids at Nathaniel Green Middle School, my babies. <laughs> Keep up the good job, guys. Yes, I'm so proud of you. Yes. Mm-hmm. What I also like that you said about the organization is they're not a part of the organization, and then they're done. You follow them. Yes. So a lot of our youth will graduate from college, and then they'll come back. And they'll say, well, how can I volunteer or, you know, how can I be a part? How can I donate? So a lot of them will come back to volunteer. A lot of them will come back and they'll have different service learning projects that they want to implement. Some of them want to, you know, just shadow and work at a nonprofit to kind of get an idea of what serving your community is like from a different perspective. Because when they come into the program, they come in as, you know, the mentee. And we are the mentors. And then when they come back after they've graduated college, they're adults now, so they have a whole different perspective. And they can actually appreciate some of the lessons that, you know, we try to teach and implore in them when they were younger. Uh, The program is usually for a year. But, you know, just like Bill Cosby couldn't get the kids in his family, you know, the Cosby kids didn't never want to leave Claire and Cliff Huxtable's house. Well, these kids don't want to leave the sweet creation. And we ain't mad at them because we love them. They, the problem isn't getting them to come, honey. The problem is sending them back home to their parents. We're like, hi, don't you want to go home to your real mama? Where your real mama at? Where your real parents at? We're we going to claim some of y'all on our taxes. You don't go home. <laughs> but we spend, right, right, right. we spend a lot of time together. So it's a lot of planning. Tomorrow we actually have a service learning project called Hashtag Lunch Bag, where we will make um, 60 to 70 lunches, PB&J sandwiches, a piece of fruit, some water, and we will actually walk about maybe a mile and a half, two miles from where our office is located on the south side of Providence to downtown Providence to the mall, and anyone who is in need of a sandwich, piece of fruit, a bottle of water can get it. And this will be about maybe the eighth or ninth time we've done hashtag lunch bag. We've done it before in Boston and we did it before in DC. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, ma'am. They got to show up tomorrow, 8 a.m., bring a PB and J because God knows we got enough bread. <laughs> <laughs> so once you remember, you're a lifetime girl. Yes. We like a sorority and a fraternity. You in, you in. <laughs> And we've had we without the hazing without the hate without the hazing no Greek letters and no stepping required, <laughs> but um, we've also had adults come and volunteer with us as well. We will take you know it's easy to take the child that is well behaved and we love those children, but I like the child who's a little on edge. Mm-hmm. I want the kid who's you know a little bit you know, different. I want somebody who may be to some people troublesome. To me, they're not troublesome. It's just Mm -hmm. nobody's asking them any questions or nobody's asking them the right question or giving them the opportunity to speak. Children have amazing, young people have amazing things to say. And most of the time they make more sense than some of the adults because they're Methods are very simplistic, and a lot of times I wish our government would follow the same path because <laughs> things that they make so hard yes. is really so simple. Don't and how do be. we know it's simple? Because we do it in our communities every day. Mm-hmm. So what there's, is this? Go ahead. How is the process of starting a nonprofit? Um, it seems like you've been around for a long time, 12 years. 
So the longevity yes, is there, and you continue to uplift the community because you've been, you know, active and doing community service for 12 years. Was the process easy or hard to get started, or you want to explain that to our listeners? Sure. It actually wasn't too hard to start. Prior to this, um, I worked in um, banking. I worked in lending. I worked through for a bank through LendingTree.com, and the bank was being purchased. It was being bought by another bank. So they were acquiring us. And, you know, usually when these things happen, they're going to lay some people off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to be laid off. I was the only person going to work like, am I getting laid off today, Jesus? No, come back tomorrow, same time? Okay. I was mad when they laid me off and said, now you got to work for the next 30 days before you get your package. I was like in the movies when they lay the people off. They go home that same day. I can't, I can't go home today. You want me to say, all right, well, I'll sit here. I ain't going to do nothing, but I'm going to sit right here. And what I did was I went on the website, and all you have to do is go on your state website, and you can look up literally how to start a nonprofit. Each state is a little different, but it will walk you through the steps, everything from getting your 5013C to how to do your paperwork with the IRS, how do you know logos, is your company or your organization's name, um, does someone else have it? You can actually do everything online. And that's exactly what I did. I looked everything up. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And I did like a, I had done a little warm tester a year or two before because I was interested in working with youth, but I thought I would do it, you know, in my spare time. When the bank laid me off, I was like, Eureka, if Mm -hmm. I've worked this hard for these people and they don't want to bring me with them and they can see you know, all the money I've brought into the bank, then I can work just as hard for myself. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I did because I'm like, if I'm closing million-dollar loans and you want to lay off me, who lays off the million-dollar loan chick? Not I. That's somebody right. you want on your team. Correct. That's like saying you're getting rid of LeBron. Who gets rid of LeBron? Right. That's somebody you want to keep. I said, oh, you don't want me? Bet. So I started the nonprofit and – we started out really small. It was just, you know, literally myself, my son, and my daughter. Shout out to Fame Ambitious, the stylist. And shout out to my daughter, Nikki. They were like my little guinea pigs. Because <laughs> everything I wanted to do, I tested it out on them and their friends. And I, my research was really almost, to me, a no-brainer. I just sat in the back of buses. I went everywhere where young people went. I asked all their friends questions. I asked anybody who would answer them questions, anybody under the age of 21, I was trying to poke their brain. And the the real easy question was, if you could be a part of a youth organization, what would you want it to do? And what what are you looking for it to look like if you could be active? And, Mm -hmm. you know, kids just told me. And I went with that coupled with the need that I saw in my community at the time, which is still the need, which is, you know, more um, groups for young women of color especially being led by other women of color. A a young girl, a young person at all, they can't be what they can't see. So if you never see a Barack Obama, you will never know that you can really have the ability to be president of the United States and be a person of color. And I wanted to mimic, I wanted to do what I thought young women would want you know, would need in their lives, not because I'm a genius, not because I have all the answers. I was a single parent of two, so I knew the struggle. But there's no way that 
you can't benefit from what may have been my shortcomings. And that's what I wanted to give out, if you will, to the community. And I just wanted to help. It all really started when we moved from, you know, Queens to Rhode Island. And we were here like eight months, nine months, and our house burned down. And I don't have any family in Rhode Island. I was only working at the bank like eight months. I didn't know a lot of people. You know, you go in, you say good morning to everybody. You sit at your cubicle, drink your coffee, and do your work. Mind your business. And all of these people who I didn't know donated to me, my mother, my daughter, my son, and I didn't know them. And I thought, what a great way to pay it forward than to do work in my community and give back what I felt was so much given to us at a time when I was just like, all right, my house burned down. I'm going to pack my bags and go back to Queens. I'm not staying here. And I was encouraged to stay. And then there was so much help and donations from people I will never meet, some of them. I will never know them, but I appreciated what they did for us. And that's legitimately how the idea of a nonprofit came about. And then the rest, as they say, that's history, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? That story goes along with one of your quotes that you you put together, never accept defeat, never. So easily you turned around and went back to New York, and who knows where you will be today, who knows where the organization will be today? Who knows where the children that you are guiding to have a better life will be today? All because you decided not to accept defeat. That is correct. You are 100% right. Um, it's it's amazing what you can do with very little. And I got to say, you know, people of color are very resourceful because, of course, when you start something, what do people say? Oh, you can't do that. Nobody's going to come to that. You ain't going to be able to succeed in that. And it's kind of like the, the Grinch smile when you're like, oh, remember when you said we couldn't feed homeless people? We started off feeding, you know, a few, and yeah. now a few's turned into a couple of hundred. Mm. Oh, remember you said nobody would donate to that back-to-school drive? We started out with a few book bags and supplies. Now we've got, you know, more than enough. Oh, we can yeah. donate to other organizations. How about that? And it's wow. amazing the people you meet along the way on your journey. But it seems like it all starts with a vision and as if God yes. everybody, you know, to help you exactly when you needed them to move you to the next step. Well, yes, everything is a, a, a lesson and a stepping stone. So in the beginning, you know, you, you learn, you work out your little quirks and you figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then from there, you try to, ex- or at least I try to expand and build on it and make it better. And it's not so much about me. It's more about the need for the community and the youth that we serve. It's mm. never, it should never be about the person, at least in my opinion, sitting okay. at the helm whose name is on the business card. It should be about the kids in the community because they benefit the most. I'm just the, I'm just the driving force, but it's mm. really them that do the work because a lot of their situations, not all of them, you know, are situations where most people probably would stick their head in the sand and just bury it and say, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm all set. And they keep showing up. And I always tell them, showing up, that's like 95% of your battle. If you can come through the door, the other 5% is real easy. I'll help you with the other five. But showing up, that's a big deal. And if you can do that, then everything else is like gravy, baby. You could do it. It ain't that hard. (laughs) Correct. It's just taking that first step. And then from there, you'll be running. Yes, ma'am. That is true. 
So you also have been a mentor for the Big Brothers and Big Sister organization and some other organizations as well? Yes. So I am on my fifth year of of mentoring with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Yesterday was National Mentor Day, and I'm happy to say that one of my other mentees from the Met High School, shout out to the Met, took kids through a lot of um, other organizations, mostly through their schools, through programming that we have there during regular school hours. So we are not, and we started off as an after-school program, and we became an in-school program. So those kids actually get their community service for attending the class, but they also get their community service for doing projects outside of the school and on weekends. And then our service learning trips are always coupled with community service as well as education. So that's pretty much, we mentor a lot of kids, but that's pretty much our, our niche. That's nice. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. So you also have received some pretty prestigious awards. Do you want to elaborate and talk about the awards and some of the people that you have met? Well, you know, girl, I got me a little trophy or two or something, (laughs) something. So not only am I the CEO and founder of A Sweet Creation, which is my nonprofit, I am the chairwoman for the Providence NAACP Youth Works Committee. And I have the pleasure of working with the Youth and College Division here in Providence, Rhode Island. Shout out to them. I love these young people to death. Nobody knows. They are amazing. Um, I received the Rosa Parks Awards Award from the NAACP for my outstanding leadership. I received the National Secretary's Medallion Award for my outstanding leadership and service to the community. I received a couple of weeks ago, well, back in November, the YWCA Woman of Achievement Award. And next week, Wednesday, I am being inducted into the MLK Hall of Fame here in Providence, Rhode Island at City Hall. I don't want to brag, so I'll stop there. Wow, <laughs> Those wow, are just wow. a few of the it's awards. And girl, you ain't got yes. no idea. Try saying them joints fast five times. <laughs> And them joints ain't no no joke to dust either. They be just in my office. I'll be like, let me dust these things so I have sinus infection, all this dust up here and all these plaques. Good Lord. <laughs> but guess what? And there's going to be more to come. Even more to come. Girl, look at here. <laughs> ain't enough space. Right. Child, 2018, I'm already one awarded. My God. Yes, um, it's only January. Yes. Um, We've taken, like I said, the kids to amazing places, but they've had the pleasure of meeting Reverend Jesse Jackson and talking to him about their journey. They've um, had the pleasure of seeing Barack Obama. Um, I've taken some of the kids to meet Michelle Obama, and they got some pictures with her. Honest to God, God bless Secret Service. (laughs) Some kids was no joke. They were trying to get their selfies in. Um, we've taken them. We we are also big advocates of marching. So we will march for a cause. We've marched everywhere from Richmond to D.C. And I mean walking from Richmond, Virginia to Washington, D.C. Wow. Um, we where the kids met Dick Gregory. R.I.P. to Dick Gregory, one of my mm. one of my faves. Um, we've actually marched in the um, Black Lives Matter protest in New York City, where we met the rapper Nas. Shout out to Nas who. Let my daughter get a selfie with him. She was going to get it whether he wanted it or not. So <laughs> thank God he complied. Um, 
So we've taken the kids to meet, you know, they met Simone Sanders from CNN, you know, just some amazing people that they may not have all, you know, may not have been able yes, to meet. They, they've met, yes, they've gone to the Alvin Ailey School of Dance and met Judith Jameson, again, one of my favorites. Um, the list goes on. It's It's amazing what they've accomplished, but it's amazing the people that they've met and the conversations they've been able to have um, with our local government and with our government in D.C. Um, it's, It's something that I've never imagined, but I always like to say that I am like the ditty or the female ditty of nonprofit work. I dream wow. in color. And big and bold, there's nothing you can tell me that I can't do. I know that's because <laughs> once, once you tell me I can't do it, now I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and yes. I'm just so glad that that on this journey, you know, the kids and I get to share it together. Um, last year we had the pleasure of going to a lecture, and they had the pleasure of, of you know getting the book from um, Angela Davis. And again one of my one of the things on my bucket list. So mm. I'm just I'm just in awe. We are going to see um Malcolm X's daughter in a couple of weeks over mm. here at one of the local colleges. So it is just amazing. The people mm. from not mm. only the, the you know the, the sons and daughters of the civil rights movement but just some of the people they've been able to have conversation with is is I'm in awe of it all. Yes. You are living life to the fullest and these children are living life to the fullest. And I'm speechless. <laughs> yes. Yes, we, we do what we can here. We try to, um, you know, make a difference where we can, what may seem like a little to them. You know, the other day I met with them and I told them some of the accomplishments that they had done in 2017, and their eyes kind of got a little big. And I said, and that's just 2017. Can you imagine what you'll do this year? Correct. Oh, my. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, so wow. yeah, so some of the things we've we've done and some of the people they've met. Hello, Jace. How are you? Good. How old are you? Well, today's my birthday, so I just turned ten. You d- happy birthday to you! What you gonna do? You gonna turn up at the Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, not at Chuck E. Cheese, but no. I mean, am I invited? Like, what are we doing? Is it a list? Is it VIP? What are we talking about? <laughs> You can be invited. Oh, yes. I love a good party. (laughs) All right. Let me stop interrupting you. Go ahead. Ask me these questions, young man. (laughs) Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Fabulous. Next. (laughs) I was Um, serious with that answer. (laughs) Which model do you live by and why? The motto I live by is don't ask what your community can do for you, but ask what you can do for your community. And the reason why I chose that motto is because I think that we should always look to see how we can give back and improve the quality of life where we live. So we shouldn't always be looking for someone to do something for us. We should see what we can do to make an impact in someone else's life because I think giving back is such a humbling experience that everyone should at least attempt to give back with an open heart at some point in their lives. That's a really great model. Thank you. I saw. I made it up myself. <laughs> what has been your biggest accomplishment thus far? I would have to say my biggest accomplishment thus far would be the journey for justice, the walk that we did in Richmond, Virginia, the the summer or the fall of 
2017, no, 2015, that would be my biggest, I would, I would have to say, uh, or one of my biggest. We marched from Richmond to D.C. It was 127 miles, and that was no joke. On the in the rural sections of Virginia, that was a big accomplishment that the students and I were able to achieve together. I will have to say, going to see First Lady Michelle Obama was definitely one of the big experiences. The kids were amazed. But actually, I'll, I would really have to say one of the biggest and humbling would be our big give back. When we feed families for Thanksgiving and Christmas, when we do our toy drives, and when we were able to donate to hurricane victims in Puerto Rico and in Texas, that I would have to say was one of our biggest because the task was so big, yet we pulled together so quickly and we were able to send more than even we imagined. That and Flint, Michigan. For Flint, Michigan, we donated 270 um, cases and or bottles or gallons of water. And that was a big deal. And we went to Flint twice. So we donated the water and then we went to locations and gave it out. And that, that was a big deal. And we actually got an award for that. Nice. So how proud are you of yourself? I'm not really, I don't think of it as myself. I'm proud of the youth that I get to serve with because it's, it's not just me, it's me and them. And we together as a team, we get the work done. I'm proud of the adults that, you know, help us along the way and that donate and, you know, donate their time and donate the item that we're in need of, donate money if that's what's needed. I'm proud of us as a community coming together to make it better and make a difference in someone else's, you know, daily living. That's what I'm the most proud of. And I'm proud of my son and daughter who allowed me to let the community come into our home and in our lives and sharing, you know, their mother with everybody because that's not easy when you're in middle school and high school. Which words of advice can you provide for our listeners? If I could give anyone a word of advice, I would give you a caution, if you will. Um, if you are going into the nonprofit sector, or in my case, grassroots community service work or grassroots organizing, if you're going in thinking that you're going to be able to save everybody, then you're going in for the wrong reason. If you're going in believing that it's going to be a popularity contest and you're going to, you know, be famous, you're going in for the wrong reason. If you're going in believing that you are going to get rich and make all this money, you are definitely going in for the wrong reason. It is a humbling experience to be a grassroots organization or community person. It is empowering because it's really the people that make the organization or the movement, and it is really one of the most profound work that I've found and done in years. So all of my years of corporate America were nice, but this kind of work is the kind that I can, even with this ups and downs, I still wake up every day like I can't wait to see what we're going to get accomplished today. So you need to go into it, I would say, with an open mind, um, an open vision, and never think that it's about you because it's never about you. It's always about the people. So what's your favorite song and why? Girl, my favorite artist is Beyonce because she could bring a bank to uplift the <laughs> sister, honey. And my favorite song is Who Runs the World? Girls, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time I walk into a room, that song is playing in my head, and I walk <laughs> to the beat. <laughs> so um, what do you like to do in your spare time? Whenever that is, um, <laughs> when I do have a spare moment, sleep is always a nice thing to do. <laughs> um, I, I like to. Oh, definitely. I love a good nine, ten, twelve hours. Um, I do like to. I like cartoons, so I watch all the cartoon channels. I'm a great babysitter because I watch everything kids watch. Um, <laughs> I do like to read. Um, I'm an avid reader. I do love music, and I love to travel. So I love to spend time going back to New York. I love going down south. So I spend a lot of time in Maryland. I spend a nice amount of time in Kentucky. Um, I like to leave out of Rhode Island because sometimes I think you get a, a bigger and a broader perspective when you leave home and then, you you know, you come back. So I love to do those things. And then, like, spend time with my son and my daughter we actually have really cool family moments. We're a little cray-cray, so mm-hmm. it is what it is. How do you plan on making the world a better place? Well, I plan on putting my little niche in helping to make the world a better place by educating, empowering, and uplifting young people. I think the greatest tool that we have that is sometimes not utilized as much is our youth. They have these amazing abilities, and we keep telling them that they are the future, but the future is now. So if we're not going to utilize them now and give them these abilities, how do we expect them to lead, quote, when us, the leaders, you know, get older and no longer want to do it? My goal is to enable them to do it so that if I'm not here, they should be able to continue and carry on the work. So how can people contact you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Let me give them my info. So if you wanted to reach me, you can reach me on Instagram at Pilar232, that's P-I-L-A-R-2-3-2. Don't troll me, though, because I will block a troll and I will report them. Don't play with me. She don't play those games. Um, You can also find me on Facebook at Pilar, P-I-L-A-R, McLeod, M-C-C-L-O-U-D, like David, on Facebook. And you can also go to my website if anybody is interested, in case you haven't noticed, I am a little motivational, so I do do a tad bit of motivational speaking. Who knew? And I do do it at schools and churches and, you know, anywhere. So you can go to, I believe it's PilarMcLeod.wix forward slash PilarMcLeod or Wix.com forward slash PilarMcLeod. And actually, if you really want to find me and you can't find me none of those ways, Google me, honey. All my business comes up. (laughs) Thank you. You are very welcome. Hi, Mr. Cloud. Hi, how are you? Who is this? Merle. How are you? Good. Very good. What do you want to ask me? Would you rather be an eagle or a lion? A lion, child. I roar loud. <laughs> Would you rather jump in a pool of chocolate pudding or vanilla ice cream? Oh, honey, I'm lactose intolerant. I can't have none of that. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Fruit. <laughs> Strawberries, <laughs> blueberries. <laughs> so you are to play outside or inside all day? I am more outside all day. Would you rather have a pet cat or dog? I had a dog. Would you rather say everything you think or never speak again? No, I spend a lot of time, time trying not to say what I think. I like to say what I think. It's a liberating. 
would turn on the stale all night or get up early. Ooh. Mm. So how about we stay up half the night and get up midday? <laughs> would you rather shout or whisper? Shout. Would you rather be hot or cold? Hot. Would you rather have a YouTube channel or a Instagram account? Instagram. Would you rather watch TV or listen to the video? Both. At the same time. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We would like to thank our sponsor, The Prissy Shop, which is a custom gift boutique specializing in personalized tumblers and team water bottles. You can contact them at www.theprissyshop.et.com. T-H-E-P-R-I-S-S-Y. S-H-O-P-P-E. You can also contact The Prissy Shop at The Prissy Shop on all social media. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor, please email us at info at finaladventures.com. Thank you for listening, because I know you could have spent your time doing something else. We hope you've been inspired. Subscribe to Finale Ventures podcast, website, and check us out next week. Also, follow our Instagram at Finale Ventures and check us out on Facebook, too. We will upload new episodes every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Finale Ventures signing off until we meet again. Bye!